There we go. Welcome to Catfish Weekly. Along with James Smith, I'm Lyle Stokes. And tonight, James, we got a good show coming on. Yes, sir. We got uh, Mr. Weekend Angler himself. And, uh, Absolutely. Lyle, I think we got a few things we're going to discuss tonight, are we? Yeah, we do. Sir, we got uh, Mr. Weekend. <laughs> About to have an echo. About got to have an echo. an echo going there for a second. Yes, sir. I've been seeing quite a few big fish call here lately, Lyle. I think the fall bite is starting to turn on pretty good and heavy for some people. What do you think? I, I think it is. Um, I, I've been planning on getting a few, a couple of things done, and maybe Cindy and I could make one more trip out in the boat before I had that shoulder surgery. But, you know, it was cold here today. And them guys complained about the water temperature not dropping. Well, I'm thinking it's dropping now. Yeah. Uh, I haven't turned the heat on yet. But if it keeps dropping, I will be turning the heat on. We had a frost warning up in the upper Cleveland County, not before last. So, well, Sunday morning. Now, they didn't hit, but uh, that's the start of the cool weather coming in, make a nice crisp day, and makes the waters a little less crowded, don't you think? Well, a lot of them guys with the big boats on Lake the Ozark, they have heaters and stuff in them, and they can stay warm year-round. But a lot of them don't, and a lot of them are put up and raised up, and they're done for the winter. And the colder it gets, the less of them you got. So, for my opinion, when the water temperature gets in the 30s and 40s, or even the 50s, the the fishing will turn on a little bit because of the cold weather, and the main part of the boats are gone. But we can always go to Truman or Palm de Terre or someplace, so we don't have to go up there when the boat traffic's real bad. Because the first day that comes along. It's a 70-degree day, and it's sunshiny. They done drop them babies out of them holders, and they're back on the water and raring to roll. And what's crazy is mm -hmm. you'll see them daggum jet skiers. Oh, they'll have wetsuits on. Yeah. They'll have wetsuits on out there in the wintertime. And I thought, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. no way. No. No, I ain't doing none that's, of that. That's dedication right there. That's exactly right. Josh, welcome to Catfish Weekly. We're so happy that you joined us tonight, and and uh, you can tell us all about fishing your area and Wren Lake and all the stuff you do and uh, the great videos you shoot and your your how you got started in that. I just we're real happy that you joined us tonight. Well, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but well, I see Mike Greenwell. Uh, <laughs> he said the water is a little bit chilly. He knows because he ended up going swimming with a false sense of security when his trolling motor popped the fuse and had to swim his boat Ooh. back to the ramp. Oh. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike. Oh, you just make a phone call, Mike, and have somebody come and get you. Hey, Gordon, <laughs> Maurice, how you doing? Yeah, I ain't, I ain't doing none of that. Oh, no. Sorry, Josh. Didn't mean to interrupt you. I had to bring that up, though. I know that's a <laughs> man. It takes a lot to say, oh, oh I got to go in. No, that's, that's perfectly fine. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's a story that has to get told. That's no problem at all there. Lyle, so. <laughs> uh, James, thanks for having me on tonight. Sound like we're already having fun. Yeah, well, Josh, we do appreciate you coming in, buddy. I know we're going to have a great show. We've heard your daughter in the background, your wife's in there somewhere. So we're going to have a good family-friendly show tonight, and we appreciate you being in here with us. <clears throat> yeah, my wife. My wife's in the other room. She's setting up a tablet for my daughter. My daughter got a new tablet today, so she's oh, going to be happy go. about that. 
There's Junior Proctor, Maurice Kaysen, and Abbott, and Mike Irwin, and Buckeye Catfisher, Catfish and Crappie, uh, Fish in the Rut, Mike Greenwell, Buckeye Catfish, and K&B Anglers, Fishing with the Chad, D's in there, Junior, K&B, uh, heck yeah, Palmetto, Stephen Pentry, I hope I got that right, Muskrat, Mike Greenwell, a whole bunch of them in there, and there'll be some more coming along here in a few minutes. Mike Wade, welcome to the show tonight. So, oh, that's my dad there. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, that's awesome. Appreciate you coming in, buddy. Josh, I know that I, I don't see you fishing a lot of tournaments, um, and I don't know how much of that you do, but I know you fished one the other day and done very well in that. Yes, we, uh, you, you know, the problem is I've got, uh, uh, I've got to work most Saturday. So mm -hmm. fishing, fishing a tournament, I have to take a day off work to do that. But uh, you know, we, we try to get out when we can. Unfortunately, uh, it doesn't always work out. But we did. Uh, fishing with the Chad had a, uh, had that live tournament here a couple of weeks ago. And. I went across it and started talking to him, and uh, it was a it was a cat or a couple's catfish showdown, uh, husband and wife teams, and I talked to Christina about it, and she seemed open to the idea, and we ended up we ended up having a blast at that thing. Oh, isn't that and, fun? Uh, there's definitely a uh, there's definitely another degree of it adds another degree of difficulty to your tournament when you're trying to keep a cell phone service while you're trying to find a good fishing spot. And, and uh, we ended up fishing Rind Lake for that one. Cause it was a, that, that particular tournament was a numbers tournament. It was total number of fish caught and, and Rind Lake is right up the road from me. And it's, it's overloaded full of uh, little four and five pound channel cats. And I said, well, that's going to give us our best chance of uh, big numbers. Yeah. You know, doing, doing well in that tournament. So. That's a that's a lake that that I've been over around by a lot of times, but I never did fish it because uh, I always heard that you could catch great numbers of fish there, but nothing of any size. And back when we was headed to Memphis or something after big fish in tournaments, it just never was something that caught my attention enough to stop by and fish, you know. But uh, for a tournament like Chad put it's, on, it's, I, I really numbers. Yeah. I see. I understand crappie numbers too. Now there are uh, crappie is is probably the uh, probably the biggest uh, fish that people go for on on Rend Lake. It's what it's known for. But uh, but the channel cats, the numbers on channel cats are right up there with it. Now there are some massive flatheads get pulled out of that lake every single year. Now I haven't been fortunate enough to uh, to come up with one, but. Uh, there are some big flat. That's a very good flathead fishery. I wonder why you never us outlying guys don't hear about that. Them local guys keeping it to themselves. Well, you know what? What surprised me is when uh, when we started out in that tournament, and I mentioned we we were going to be fishing Rend Lake, and, and was trying to describe it. And I was I was just surprised how many people had heard of that lake. Yeah, and it's you know it's a home lake for me, but. It's it's not one that I fish on a, on a regular basis. Usually, if I'm going uh, if I'm going lake fishing, I go to Crab Orchard, which is 
20 minutes closer for me and the uh the quality of the channel cats go way up in there we we start looking at uh channel cats in excess we're, we're catching them regularly in excess of 10 pounds on crab orchards so they're a little little well, bit more fun a little bit bigger fish you know well 10 pound channel cats are great fish i, I mean oh, that, yeah 10 pound channel cat that's a great fish yeah i think <laughs> yeah. i can get you know and and yes uh, sir turn them back or or you know uh, i i've ate 10 pound channel cat before there's nothing wrong with them but they're so few and far between have, now in my area that i probably won't ever do it again you know if you know if you caught one every third time you pull one in it'd be different but you don't do that anymore right we hardly ever see a 10 pound channel out of wild it's been a couple really yeah i see we did years we went, ago um, but not no more i got i got I got dad to go with me. I think it was last, uh, last December and, uh, took him out on the, uh, on the orchard. We went, we went catfishing out there. It was day after Christmas, something like it was late December. And, uh, I think we only, we only ended up putting in, putting three fish in the boat that day. Uh, dad's in chat. He can, he can remind me if I'm getting it wrong, but I want to say that, that all three of those were, were in excess of 10 pounds with the big one probably being close to 15 or so. Man, that's, and, uh, that's great fish. So very, very good quality fish. And it, it was nice. I can't hardly talk dad into going out there with me all the time, but uh, I was like, I get, get him to go out there with me. I've got to put him on some fish or else he won't go at all. So <laughs> I don't blame him. I, <laughs> I don't blame him. What yeah, you? I wish I wish we could get in some ten pound channels again. About sitting in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> what, how did you get started in, in the? December, not catching fish. How did you get started in the YouTube video business? Well, you know, uh, I had actually looked at cameras probably oh every bit of ten years ago or so, and. Uh, I wanted to record what was going on when I was fishing just because of all the silly stuff that happened. I said, man, I'd like to, I'd like to have video of this, or I'd like to have video of that. Or you start to catch uh, we catch a decent fish. I said, man, that'd be cool to have on there. And I just couldn't um, really couldn't decide on a camera to purchase. And looking back at it now, it would have been, you know, any camera would have been better than no camera, but uh, we went on until I guess it was late 2016. I was looking through uh, looking through the Sunday ads, and uh, of all places, Aldi, the grocery store in town, had a had a knockoff GoPro for like 30 bucks, and we went and picked one up and started started filming some stuff, and one thing led to another, and cameras breed cameras cameras multiply worse than rabbits so you end up with a whole bunch of them before you before you know really what you've done but well i really helps uh, know that you could get video cameras at all these i did not know that well that was uh they had that one or two times i think and uh, we picked one of them up and then 
I think that fall Menards, they got their Christmas stuff in and they had two or three of them and we picked up some of them. You know, I didn't have a, probably didn't have a true GoPro brand camera for about the first six, eight months. Just started working with, with what I had. And, well, you know, technology has come a long way and even some of your cheaper cameras at least give you a 70, what, a 70, 80 screen, 780 screen. Uh, which is, you know, that's pretty good. And especially if you got the quality of, uh, of what you're filming and, and good information and, and something people enjoy, a lot of times they can overlook that as long as you got good audio. As long as you got good audio, people will watch. Yes, they can put up with a little bit of wind noise. They can put up with a lot of stuff. But if it's skippy and they having to try to listen and stuff like that, they're more apt to turn it off than not watch it. Uh, I agree. That that was so, one of the things that that I really ran into with those cheaper with those cheaper cameras. If they were in that waterproof housing, you do, they really didn't pick up any sound. And if you took them out of the waterproof housing. Every little bit of wind noise would just destroy the audio. And that's that's what actually pushed me towards buying a uh, I think my first GoPro was that was when the Hero 5 came out. And they were talking about it had dual microphones. It was supposed to actively uh, you know, help with wind noise. And it really it, it really did it. it uh, the audio quality on what I was getting when I was out filming really went up whenever I uh, switched camera brands there. Well, if you if you do your audio and your video, I mean, audio, yeah, audio and video split, which a lot of people do, I don't do. You can do like Dieter does. He uses one camera. His chesty cam is actually his mic. So he actually gets video from that, but he runs every bit of his audio off of that chesty cam. So you don't have much wind right here around your chest. Plus, he goes in and, you know, little bitty secrets he gave me was that, you know, every once in a while, clap your hands and you'll see a spike. So that'll tell you where you need to start your audio and video and said, together. Uh, yeah, just little tricks like that. But that's how he does it. And that's how he get, cuts down on a lot of his wind noise. That's that's one of the things that, uh, that I've kind of done there and... Uh, you know, the, the editing software that I use, I use that Corel Video Studio. It's halfway decent for, uh, I could throw in a couple clips from different cameras and tell it to sync up by the, uh, by the audio and, and uh, clap, cl you know, clapping your hands or some other way of making a sharp, fast noise. I've, I've noticed is it really helps that software with, uh, and everything it doesn't doesn't always work. Sometimes you have to uh, sit there and eyeball and move that thing back. You know, one little segment at a time until it till it right. looks halfway decent. But uh, but a lot of the time, I try to use the I try to use the audio off my chest. Now, do you use I, any kind of microphone on it? Uh, it depends. The uh, if unless it's just extremely windy, I go with the. Uh, with the microphone that's built into that GoPro and because uh, it has one in the front and the rear and you know if you've got that camera on your chest yeah. there's really no wind to get between your chest and the back of that camera so it normally picks up pretty 
pretty decent, but uh, okay. I do have a, uh, a road video micro that I can use when it, when it starts to get pretty windy. And, and uh, if it gets really bad, I can, I bought one of those digital audio recorders that people use in college to record lectures and stuff like that. And I bought a little lapel mic and I could tuck that up under sweatshirt or something. Right. And yeah, I've, I've got most of that stuff sync, too. And sync it up later on. But it's syncing them up's not that hard to do. It just takes a little time. No, it's not, it's not too bad. I mean, worst case, you've got to eyeball it. Yep. Uh, I'm going to leave that up to y'all pros. <laughs> uh, that's not me. I promise you. <laughs> One of the things no, that I despise most of all about video work is editing. I just, it, it takes me, I don't do enough of it that it takes me a long time. And in between times, I forget what I learned the last time. And uh, it's just a pain in the butt for me. But it makes for a lot better quality stuff. I, I believe that. Oh, yeah, it does. It really does. Lyle, we it, got it a bunch of new people that's come in the chat. Yes, we do. Uh, Ed, Lyle, and, I noticed Catfish Bill is in here tonight. First time that I've seen Bill for a while. Yep. We got Bill. We got hey. PD. Kentucky Catman. This gay crappy. Uh, we got a bunch. Of, we had Dago Keith in here from fishing stuff for a little bit. Uh, yep. Palmetto's in the house now. Uh, uh, Smith, Stewart, Amazon Catfish, Paula Smith. We got all kind of new people in here. They want to come in, Josh, and hear what you got to say about you, you fishing. There There's Jim Clark. Yes, sir. Well, what really got you into to chasing the catfish to begin with, Josh? Just to say, oh. I want to go chase that fish itself. <laughs> you know, we, uh, you know, I, I grew up bass fishing. I grew I, uh my grandpa, who taught me to fish, that I fished with probably every weekend growing up, uh, he fished a lot of bass tournaments locally. Nothing, nothing professional. But he fished a lot of bass tournaments, and and we went we went out once. I probably was ten or eleven years old, and we went and put a trot line out down at the uh, at the Ohio River and come up with a around a twenty pound flathead. Now, of course, it, you know I'm eleven, twelve years old. This is massive fish, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we got to we got doing that. And I've I've always enjoyed fishing for catfish, and just here here recently, really, we uh, uh, I don't know. It's just the, those big fish chasing well, chasing those bigger fish. I got I got a hold of that forty you know forty four pounder last December, and I don't know. I got the bug, I guess. You know, you, it's like a drug. You get one, you 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 want the better one. You're chasing it. Yes, after that. Well, so that's your biggest one so far, forty-four. My, my biggest one's forty-four and a quarter. And, that's uh, what mine is, forty-four. That's a giant man. It's that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did it's that come out the Mississippi River, Josh? That come out of the Mississippi River, uh, like three days before Christmas. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, my buddy Heath and I were out there. We were we were anchored up behind one behind one of those wing dams, and we had been getting bites all day long, but nothing nothing would hook up. It was just little pecks here and there, and well, uh, we we ended up uh, we had some all we were fishing with shad. It was stuff that I'd thrown the net the day before and caught, and we were cutting big chunks of shad. Just kept putting big baits out there, and I finally decided. I said, I'm going to let one of these these small fish that are probably pecking this, you know, hook up. And I took a probably little three inch gizzard shad, hooked him whole on that hook, pitched him out there. And 
it wasn't five minutes that that big old thing took over. And it was, uh, I was like, y'all here, I've been throwing big baits at him all day and he wanted something tiny, but they're weird like that. They're, they they're are, pretty. they are Sir. weird like that. And that Mississippi river is a place in my mind. It's the greatest fishery in the United States. Uh, I love it. I, 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 anybody that disagree with that, I don't care what kind of battle they put up. I can counter it because <laughs> there's been three world records caught out of, out of the Mississippi River. No place else has done that. Uh, and there's we have proof from the Missouri Department of Conservation that there is several in our in that Mississippi and Missouri River system new world records that's not been landed from studies they've done by shock and fish up and, and different things. So them guys can talk all that stuff about these places throughout the United States and they're all great fisheries. I don't take anything with them, but there's no place like the Mississippi river system. They're just not all the great rivers flow into it. So. <laughs> it is, it is definitely a very, very good fishery, but it's, you know, that river is also one that that river is not forgiving. No, you, you definitely have to. You definitely have to respect that river. I mean, we can get out. If we go out to the Ohio, our stretch of the Ohio in the summertime, it might as well be a lake. We really don't have any current or anything else. But you get out on the Mississippi River, it is always moving and it's always flowing quite a bit of water through there. Yep, so. That's right, and and those fish travel up and down that water from way down south and come up in our areas, and they come down to the St. Louis and Missouri river basin where it dumps in there, they winter in them big holes in them places. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, it is an awesome place to fish and, and, uh, a 44 is a great, great, uh, fishery. Uh, yeah. and the Missouri river where it jumps in there, then fish travel up and down that Missouri river too. So that makes for a great place to go. And, and your quotes are fair. You could get in a boat and go anytime. Well, I'm ready to catch a 44 that it wasn't fresh off a of spawn. I want one that's got her belly full and got a lot of fight in it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> now that you know, for, for as big as that fish was, and uh, it really didn't put up a huge fight. Really? It. it it wasn't until I started, you know, it basically when it bit and I started reeling in, it was coming to the boat and it wasn't until I started to bring, bring it up. I'd get a few lines up and it'd go straight back down. I was like, I was telling my, tell my buddy who was standing next to me, I said, I think this might be a decent fish. And, and he's going, I, I was going back looking through that video. And when I was editing it, he, you can hear him saying, he's like, I think this current's got you fooled. He goes, and then he, the more it keeps pulling drag, he's like, well, he goes, it might be 20. And then it, it, it come up and both of us, I mean, we're pricking up our jaws off the, off the, off the boat there. And he's like, man, what a hog, you know, it was, and there's guys every year out there on the Mississippi and, and the Ohio, even that, that catch things that make that look like a minnow, you know, those fish are out there. That's for sure. One of the, one of the, um, most fun things that I remember about a big fish that I never got in the boat was uh, Cindy and I was in a night tournament. Uh, I believe it was Cindy. It might've been, uh, I I'm sure it was. We was in a night tournament and we're bumping along from the Melvin Price Dam at Alton down to the, ab about the, the confluence. And 
Ryan Casey and his dad come up beside us, and they're bumping, but they're going a little faster than we was. And uh, we was talking as they was going by, and one nearly jerked the rod out of my hands, had four or five guides deep in the water, and, and Ryan stops. You know, while we're talking, he said, man, he said, that's a giant. And I said, yeah, I might get it in. And about that time, it turned loose, and the rod bumped up and hit me in the head. And Oh, man. We don't know how big it was. And he said, well, see you later. <laughs> but, you know, it was it was a it was a big fish. And uh, just to have one on to know what they feel like once in a while. Uh, after if you haven't had one for a while, mm -hmm. you feel pretty good. But, yeah, that was that was cool. And, of course, I know Ryan and his dad really well. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun that night. But we you know, and then and then again, uh, as successful as Ryan is. If you're pumping along in the same water he's at, you know you're pretty much in the right spot. Oh, that's that's the truth. Well, that's kind of you know whenever, whenever I get out to the river or whatnot, and I get the boat ramp. If I see Ben Gable's truck and trailer there, I know I'm in the uh, I'm in a good spot. I know there's going to be fish biting somewhere. So <laughs> either I, I think over the summer I had him convinced that either uh, I was stalking him or he was stalking me, one or the other, depending on. Who got there to the boat ramp first? I guess. Hey. <laughs> well, you know, you're thinking in the right way when you start seeing some of the more experienced catfishermen going to the same places that you picked out on your own. So you mm -hmm. know that you're thinking in the right direction. You're starting you're going, to. Hmm. Without somebody telling you, pat yourself on the back, my friend. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Um. So what are you fishing out of? You just fishing off the bank, or you got a boat that you're fishing out of? Well, we've got we've got a fleet here at the house, as my wife was. <laughs> uh, no, that the, the main boat that I fish out of is uh, is a 21 foot Champion Bass boat. Now that was when I mentioned growing up fishing with my grandpa. That was his boat. When he when he passed away, that boat had set dry for probably about nine or 10 years. And it, it took me, took me a little bit, but I got her back up and running and, you know, spruced up and kind of restored. And then, uh, we've got a fiberglass, 18 foot fiberglass center console boat. And that's, that's technically that I consider that my catfish boat, but I have been chasing down outboard problems with that thing all year. So. Sound like fun. Well, I'm going to tell you, really, don't underestimate them bass boats for different type because I can see where Lyle and them likes the bumping part of it. I can see where that big platform of a bass boat would work perfect for oh, something like great. that. And it where I've been talking to Lyle about starting to pitch jigs and pitching different kind of jigs and stuff for flatheads, I can see where that would come in. That would work perfect. I used to bass fish for years. I tournament fish for a while. Uh, but I never thought about chasing the catfish like that, pitching jigs on them. But I'm seeing more and more as a guy out west, uh, Rocky, no, maybe it is the Rocky River. Anyway, he's floating around in a big inner tube, pitching big old rubber jigs behind boulders and stuff, catching flatheads. And I oh, thought, that would be cool. That, that would be fun. That would be awesome. It'll, I've seen him catch one probably 37, 38 pounds, and it spun him around and around and around like the wind had him. And I thought, now, I've done been throwing up off the side of that, <laughs> off the side of that daggum tube for spinning around and around. And he finally got him to the tube. But 
and he breaks off a lot of them because they get in them rocks and you just can't, you know, move them. But bet on that too, he can actually pull himself over there and get over top of them. And a lot of times oh, yeah. he can get them back out. Yeah, I bought I bought myself a kayak a couple of years ago, and I haven't done a whole lot of catfishing off of it, but uh, but I kept I kept waiting. I said, man, I want to get a hold of something big on that kayak and <laughs> let it let it pull me around a little bit, you know, but. It had to be fun, but I ain't getting, I can't, I can't sit in them. It kills my back. I can't sit in them. I, 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 up the waist down, but. I wouldn't want to do it every day. I, I go for two or three hours on that kayak and then I'm wishing I was, I was back in my full size boat. So oh, yeah. my back won't take that kind of stuff either. And unless it's got a motor on it, I probably ain't getting in it. Yeah. Uh, my phone's going dead, so I can't watch no more. That's all right. No. I uh, like I say, if it don't have a motor on it, I'm probably not going to do much paddling anymore. <laughs> uh, bad shoulders and bad back. There's just, you know, sometimes you just got to turn loose of the things that the kids do and, and yeah. a little bit. And, and I don't want a tiller wheel. I want a steering wheel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> sometimes I want a brake pedal, but most of the time yeah. I can live without it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I do have a little old 10-foot aluminum boat, but that's to throw in this pond over here behind the house and my pond only, you know? There you go. Uh, it's one of them old thin aluminums that you can pick up with one hand, throw it over your head, and carry it off to the water. It's lightweight and stuff. You don't really want to hit a good stiff stick in that little thin aluminum thing. It's probably going to cut a hole in it, but either way, it's for pond hopping and pond hopping only. Yeah. Looks like old wicked catfish saying the uh, big blues will pull you around around two to four miles an hour in a kayak. <laughs> that might be, uh, might be fun to do there. Hey, hey, I watched them shows. These guys are going out in the ocean in kayaks out there off of Hawaii chasing them big wahoo and stuff. I thought, that's crazy, son. There was there was one I haven't got to see the video, but a but a coworker of mine had told me about it last week. He said there was this guy out, oh off off the Gulf Coast, and he was had hooked a shark on this kayak and ended up flipping his kayak while he was fighting the thing. It was in the water, got a shark tied on. And I stopped. Oh, that'd be crazy, man! I don't that'd know why I want to go that far, but KMB got on you, loud. You seen? Yeah, I see. <laughs> I'm trying to watch this chat and listen to Josh. And to tell you the truth, as funny as some of the stuff is in chat, I really want to hear what Josh got to say. And, and K, K and B, Kevin's only going to give me crap anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to scroll back and found, find what he said. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess he's insinuating uh, that month of December is coming up quick. What yeah, he's insinuating, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, we, we'd like to get out and go another time or two before I have this surgery, but they called me today and I told James this and said that they had a cancellation and could move me up. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'll just as soon go ahead and get it over with. But it was for next Monday. And I said, I can't get wow. things rounded up that quick. You're going to have to give me more than a week's notice if you move me up. But uh, if they get another cancellation, they'll call me again. But I just couldn't get everything I need done done before surgery in a week. I just That just wasn't enough. But that would give me quite a bit of head start on things. But. 
I, I just got some stuff I got to take care of before we do that. And uh, three weeks is about right. But if they get it done a little sooner, um, you know, I might do that. But, you know, world of confidence in these guys. I know they're going to do me a good job. And in the meantime, I have them painkillers in me. And whatever KMB has to say, I don't, ain't going to care anyhow. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Team Wampus Cats in here tonight. Combat Carl's in here watching us tonight. It's awesome to see Carl in here. He's been on some great fishing. Man, I've been watching some really good videos. Josh had a good one out the other day. Yep. Um, there's been several of them that have popped up uh, in the last few days and, and that I watched. Um, let's see. SK had a good one out today where him and two other guys was catching crappie. Um, uh, I'm ready for some good cold water crappie. Oh man, right. you know them things. Right. Eating River Certified had one out today. Doc uh, Lane in the house tonight. Bless his heart. Hey Doc, how you doing? Hey, Norm Doc. had one. One over had one yesterday, I believe it was. Jigging with Jake had one. Fin Seeker, you know, uh, Palmetto had one. There's just been a bunch of really good content on, and I think we made the statement the other night when I done that marathon with Mark and a bunch of them, uh, Betty and and uh, James Dockery and, and uh, Stan was on for five hours on a live stream. I had no idea we was on that long. Didn't know we was going to be on that long. But we had a really good time, and we talked about a, a whole variety of things. I even told some stories about old Doc. So, uh, <laughs> David, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We had a blast doing that. And uh, I, I understand that Mark's going to be putting together something uh, for, for that. Uh, late at night and the night crowd. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Funk's in the house tonight. <coughs> David's got a lot of good channels and a lot of good people coming in watching Ooh. us loud. I can't see the numbers. And see, for some reason, on my side, I can't make comments in the chat. Hmm. It does not. And I've noticed that before. It does not give me the... Are you not holding your mouth right, or I probably not. I guess I'll just talk to them through the mic on my on my computer. Well, heck you, got, you, you got muted, James. Somebody somebody muted you for something, dude. Maybe um, bad behavior. I, I, well, if that's the if that's the case, I've been muted by better. Well, <laughs> we will do that just for craps and giggles. <laughs> no, I don't. It don't. It don't even give me a, a place to enter the chat as far as typing into it. Huh? But so you from, on my side, you can see the chat. Yeah, but I can see the chat, but I just can't. I just can't enter the chat. It does not give me. It does not give me the chance to do it. David, we plan on doing it more. Just hang on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mark's got it. Mark from Catfish and Crop. He had a video out today, alive that he done. And if you get a chance, go watch that. And uh, I've talked to him about some different things, but it, it's kind of his deal. And uh, I know that him and Betty and I and and all of us that was involved with that, even Dockery had a good time. I seen him smile once. You hardly ever yeah. see Dockery smile, but he was laughing. You know, we had a wonderful time. And I looked up at the clock, and it was like midnight or 1230, and I thought, well, we're about done here. And the next thing I know, it's 2.33 o'clock in the morning. I was like, geez, I got to get my way out of bed. You know, it's just too late. <laughs> I was just glad that I'll end up waking up in the middle of the night and catching it. You know, I didn't have a clue. Woke up, come outside to walk around, turn my phone on, and had a notification went on there. 
and they was laughing about Cindy and Lyle on the phone and not knowing they was live. And I thought I was going to roll, son. That was some funny stuff. But that was some good quality content that was funny. It was perfect for late night. It was. Uh, you know, so if anybody gets gets them notifications for that to happen again, join in because it's good fun. It was. It's good fun. It was a lot of fun. So Josh, what do you got coming up in videos that we can look forward to? Well, I've got one. Uh, I've got one scheduled to go live tomorrow at uh, six thirty central, and that is from a trip I took with uh, Captain Terry Rogers back at the beginning of September, and uh, I had gotten a hold of him. Let's just say my track record trying to drift was was less than ideal. I, <laughs> I spent more time snagged and and everything else and, and so i i've gotten a hold of uh gotten a hold of terry and i said can you i want to book a trip and i want you to teach me what i'm doing wrong and so i mean within 15 20 minutes of getting started he he'd already shown me two or three of the things that were that were uh causing me so much grief and we had a really good day out on the water that day we we had uh had a fish in the thirties, another in the twenties, probably another heavy teen. And, and we probably 70 or 80 pounds of fish in that, in that video that, that drops tomorrow. So that's awesome. Nope. Terry's nope. a really good guy to be Terry's a yeah. very good guy hanging out with. And you know, that's good. That's good information that you just give Josh is that when you are having trouble figuring out certain things, you can only learn so much from videos and from other people but get on a boat with somebody that already does that on a regular basis that is successful, successful at doing that and learn. Pay attention, shut up, and listen. You get I people have. on there, they'll talk, 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 talk. No, shut up, sit down, and watch the man work, and you can learn a lot more with your mouth shut than you can with your mouth open. I asked a ton of questions out there on that. Right. And Terry, bless his heart, was uh, was was willing to answer every one of them and didn't didn't hesitate on it. And and really, we uh, you know I came out my my only my only confidence presentation up until that point had been on the anchor. You know, if I if I knew I had to catch a fish, the anchors were coming out, yeah. I was spreading the rods out. But uh, but I you know since going with him, I've I've gotten where. Uh, Suspend drifting is is something that uh, that I'm getting a little bit more confidence in, and and I've had some success on my own with it a couple of times now, and that's good. Uh, my daughter Caitlin and I went out about a month ago, and uh, back at we'll take a step back back at uh, at uh, Catfish Conference, the slime cat rods had come out, and uh, I decided I wanted one of them, and I was looking at the I believe they sell them as a kayak rod. They're about five and a half feet long. And I said, man, that'd make a perfect rod for my daughter. And so I picked her up one and we decided that at some point we'd do a, do a daddy daughter challenge on the slime cat rod, see who could uh, break theirs in first. And uh, so we went out drifting one day. It was probably one of the hottest days this past summer. And uh, we managed, we managed one fish that day and I didn't catch it. That's but, a uh, but it, okay. it, it, it's better. It, it, was, it was well worth it. She she had a blast. So 
Somebody I, asked I about, wanted me to ask you about fishing the road. That would be my dad asking you. <laughs> that is fishing the road. <laughs> that is um, at Crab Orchard Lake. There are several se sections of flooded road and that, that old road bed running underneath the lake. And years ago, back when we used to camp out there and I was still in, I believe, grade school at the time, uh, my dad and I would get out there and grab a pretty stout fishing rod and a, and a leech and a hook. And we would go out there and just take off walking from the bank and walk out there and just you kept getting in deeper and deeper water until you found that road bed and you'd step up and you'd be in about three foot of water. And we would walk, we would walk along that road. One of us would take one side, one take the other, walk up and down that road, just jigging a leech off the side of that road. And when those cats come out from underneath that road and grab that leech, they're they're taking it like nobody's business. And you've got you've got a you've got a good sized cat grabbing on, and you've got you know five six feet of line out at most. So you you've got a fight on your hands when they come out. So. Oh, they hit that about jerk it out of your hands when you ain't got no more line than that out. They'll 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 try to jerk it out of your hands. I think they depending you know, if you lose your footing, they'll jerk you off the road and suddenly you're you're in, you know, water two or three foot deeper than what you thought you were in. And it, it makes an interesting thing. I think there's a I've got a video out from I think I posted it last last summer when dad and I went back out and, and bounce baits up and down that road and that that's a lot of fun. We we, we don't get to do that. that. I like to watch that video. I'll, I'll send you a link to that one, James. That's 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 a fun video. I like videos that are different. To me, that's thinking outside the box, and you know that is one of them adventures that you just don't know. That road probably going has probably got quite a few big holes done watered out underneath it, and them old big cast lay underneath there, and who knows. You don't know, that catch the next world record flathead that come out and grab. You might have a little bitty blue cat that goes out to grab that leech, but that big old flathead might be after that little bitty blue cat. Blue cat. And you get a surprise of your life. Well, I, that would be that would be fine with me because that I tell you what, I'm not going to lie about this. The flathead is my unicorn fish. I have tried and tried and tried, and for whatever reason, I cannot catch a flathead you will. i don't know what i don't know what i'm doing wrong with that we've we come up with that one we've called them on trot lines before but to, to rod and reel catch a flathead i cannot make it happen i have tried oh it'll happen yeah it'll happen when you least expect it just make sure that you're paying attention as what you've done now springtime when they're up and getting ready to start moving towards their their spawning beds and stuff like that where you got a lot especially you got a lot more juveniles and stuff not i ain't when i say juveniles that don't mean they're small fish but when you they'll run in more of a pack pattern like blues oh, okay. do then you can you're more apt to get on those fish and drifting and dragging baits is a good time to catch them flatheads doing that. I have never caught a flathead drifting or dragging. Have you not? Or bumping. Well, man, they've been wearing them out around here. Dagger Matthew Anthony, he's been wearing them out dragging baits. Yeah, I know a lot of guys do. I just haven't been f fortunate enough to do it. But that's okay. Yeah. Because we're gonna, I, you know, years like this where we don't fish hardly any tournaments, 
you get more time to concentrate on doing some of that stuff to try to to put right, right on the boat that way. Right. Yeah. Flat Most of mine come head. off anchor fishing. Flathead, right. flathead. Yeah, flathead. <laughs> Shovelhead. That's what it sounds like somebody, it sounds like your wife hit you with a shovel out garden. <laughs> Shovelhead. Pop. <laughs> just, just, as long as, just as long as we don't start targeting the silver cats, we'll be all right. Uh, right, James? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, may, I may or may not have been the uh, uh, author behind a certain silver cat picture that came out earlier this week. Uh, well, I'm not sure really who come out with it, but it sure was entertaining for a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the fifth on that one. So. <laughs> oh, that's right, Mark. Here comes the angry faces. Hey, Hagen Grub, welcome, <laughs> to- uh, Mr. Hagen. The other another good video out this week, right there. Hagen Grub fishing. You get a chance to make sure you go check that out. Yeah, and you know, Josh, take that young and get her out there and hopefully she gets more involved with you fishing because you know when they hit them teen years daddy ain't cool no it, more so no, that's, that's the truth right <laughs> right, now, Dad, right now dad's pretty cool in the house I, I, I take advantage of that all i can so <laughs> i know my days are numbered she's she's five going on about 15 as it is so. yeah so and we enjoy watching you know Hagen's young and growing up. We've watched Dieter's son and daughter growing up. We've watched so many people's kids grow up on these channels. We have. That, we have. Yeah, we have. I mean, there's one guy that he hardly comes into channels anymore, the white life. I met him through Yakking with Sarah. Great guy. Check him out, guys. Yeah, uh, white life. I want to air ahead off of them. They found in their garden of their new home and stuff. But I've watched Ryder grow up from just a little bitty thing, and he's growing up. Now he's got a young brother and stuff. But Josh and other people in here that had youngest take him out, Junior Proctor with his grandson. Oh, yeah. I love seeing that. That fills my heart that, you know, we still got America, guys. We got our youth out there enjoying the outdoors. And enjoying what the good Lord give us to enjoy. Oh, def- definitely. And you don't, you know, what's funny about take about taking her out there with me is that boat that I fish out of, I grew up in, and to, and to watch her walking up and down the gunnels of that boat, knowing that I, when I was her age, I was doing the same thing. That you know, is, it's, awesome. it's, it's, just all, it's all come full circle now. You know, and she. Uh, she loves to get out every 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 catfish she catches anymore. She's after a forty pounder because she she wants that uh that catfish 40 pound club sticker she is after that sticker there you go and, there you uh, go hey so and i told her kids get determined and they won't let nothing get in their way to oh, achieve oh, that oh. and that's okay. every fish that they put in she she asked him I said, dad is that 40 pounds said, no honey that's not 40 pounds but she is she is after it that's for sure i told her i said you know i said it took your dad almost 40 years to to come up with one. I said, I don't think it's going to take you that long. I said, but you know, don't, don't get too impatient. And I just looked down. I got a text from my dad. He's wanting to go fish the road tomorrow. Dad, I think it's a little bit cold to be out there wading in the water right now. Well, I now I got, got a 
I have a message in, in chat also. It says, tell Josh that I need to have a talk with him. James Docker. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to watch out. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have flat tires on my boat trailer or something. <laughs> Thank you. He'll steal the plug out of the back of your boat. <laughs> I, I'm good at that on my own. I at least once or twice a year, I'll I'll dump the boat in the lake and not put the plug in. And oh yeah, think put about, a think spare plug on your boat key. Yeah, I have, oh, I have a uh, spare plug on your boat key. I have three or four plugs in each of the boats. There, there is <laughs> no hey, plug. It's just a matter of forgetting. What's but that? if you put it on your boat key, <laughs> as soon as you start the boat, you're gonna realize you forgot it. Oh, no, that's that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's that not a good idea. Ray Kirkendall says his daughter is 17 and she still loves to fish with with her daddy. She actually sends him pictures of the 10 point buck she just killed. That's awesome. Jeremy that Beecham. Congratulations. Yeah, Jeremy Beecham's in congratulations for sure. His his oldest is 17. And I know Jeremy fishes with his kids a lot. He lives up in the Kansas City area. Jeremy's one of the one of the guys that won one of the uh bait tanks that we give away a year or two ago on the, on our show. So thank you for watching tonight, Jeremy. Well, I've got a, a junior proctor just put in chat. He asked me if I was pulling planer boards, and and I have, uh, I haven't pulled them a whole a whole lot, and and because of that, I haven't had a whole lot of success. But I have caught a couple of fish off the planer boards, and those those are fun. And I I actually used those. Uh, it's probably been a month or two ago. We we were down around mounds or around Mound City there on the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. And we were anchored up in the current. And I had an area next to a barge that I wanted to fish. And it uh, every time I'd pitch out there, the current would take it, move it away from where I wanted to be. I actually ended up using a planer board yep. to, to to surgically posi- or, you know, surgically position that uh, bait right where I wanted it. We ended up catching a fish that way. And it, to yeah. be anchored and using that board to pull itself out. It, was work, it works really good. Junior makes some of the greatest planer boards I ever used. They jump out to the side of the boat real fast. They'll hold up big baits and, and they just, they're stable in the water. Everything you know, that your guy wants. They, I, had, I just wish that I would have been able to use them in the, the, the couples tournament, but my trolling motor quit. So I was kind of screwed. Ooh. You know, it, it, that was one of them days. But yeah, June. Oh yeah, you had, you had a rough you had a rough day if I remember I right did. on that. I did. And then I had I, to I, I felt bad. I felt bad. I had to listen to Dockery on top of it. I made it even worse. <laughs> but one thing about Junior's boards, if you do do a lot of winter fishing, his boards because you pull baits real slow. His boards actually pull out probably faster than any other boards do at a very slow pace. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That that's uh, a real advantage to them. Yeah. Uh, so then they neat looking. He done a good job on mine and on Lyle's too. He 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 takes his time on it. So, but that's that's another tool in your toolbox for catching oh, catfish. Yeah. yeah. What what is your what is your preferred tool in your catfish toolbox? That's your go to tool. Mine would probably still be going to that anchor. 
Uh, if, if I know I have to catch a fish, if somebody had a gun to my head, said you had an hour to catch a fish, the anchors are coming out. And uh, I like being, I got spoiled. I like being on the river dropping that anchor out of the front of the boat and just pitching a, uh, a drift sock or two out the back and letting that keep me pinned tight on that anchor. But, uh, you know, it, that, that is my preferred technique. Get out there with a, uh, get the anchor out there and then drop in some, some Carolina or Sandy Cooper rigs and sit and wait. So. Cool. Yeah. It's a, uh... Everybody said, well, that's a lazy man's way. Man, I don't see nothing lazy in having to pull a 20 or 30-pound freaking anchor up out of 40 or 50 foot of water. That ain't lazy, man. <laughs> Get one hung up, and you're hoping you don't lose it. And I, I, I've built my anchors just because I can't afford to buy the – I can't afford to lose one. So I ended up – I've got a Harbor Freight welder, and I can make a mediocre weld that wouldn't pass any – certification ever and uh it'll hold on it. it it's held in the mississippi so that that that's enough <laughs> the greatest anchors that i've ever had in my life was never supposed to hang up where you'd lose them and i lose about one a year so you know i've i've lost one i've lost one and it was uh it was the rope tangled up as i was trying to double anchor on rind lake and uh the floating rope didn't float. And so somewhere at the bottom of Rim Lake is a, uh, is a nice anchor with a, with a rope attached to it. And I, I dragged around trying to catch it back, but it didn't, it just didn't happen. Doc Lang and I had caught, we was asked to make a video when we was in Memphis about using an anchor ball. And I had an anchor that I'd used four or five times. And it, Cindy actually won it in a giveaway at Monsters on the Ohio. And uh, never snag. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I've got every kind, or have used every kind of anchor till I lost it. That's been made, I believe. Uh, and this would stick and hold faster than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. You drop it over the side of the boat, and by the time you got to where you was going, all you had to do is tie it around a cleat because you were stuck. Period. Uh, yeah, I don't care what kind of bottom it was, it was stuck and it didn't hold it didn't jerk you around or none of that stuff. And it had the release at the top where if you couldn't just pull it up, you could take your boat and dump it, thrust that hot strap and get it off. Well, we dropped that baby off down there below Memphis, and Doc had some real heavy braided anchor line. We used his anchor rope because he was going to use his anchor ball, and I was in that monster cat with a 300 E-Tech on the back of it, and we couldn't break her loose. It was pulling the front of the boat down. Oh, man. And finally, we ended up cutting Doc's anchor rope to get his ball back. And I never snagged my patoot. I mean, <laughs> well, it, it didn't really snag, but, you know, we just dropped it off, never thought about that rebetment and not being able to get it back. But, and then I bought another one. I was so impressed with how fast it hung to the bottom. I bought, called Mike up and bought another one. And we used it three or four times. And the same thing happened to it in a bunch of trees. Oh, man. And I told Cindy, I said, I love them things, but I buy another one. That, that's <laughs> it, you know. Hey, them boulders will get it too. I've got two in a cove over on Wiley. So 
The only code that I, you can see the big boulders on the bank and you can see them on your graph underneath. Well, I didn't think I was anchored nowhere near where them boulders were, but apparently so. Me and Wampus Cat pulled that pontoon back and forth to 30 different directions trying to get them suckers loose, pulling the nose of that pontoon down to find out I thought I was going to rip the railing off the boat. And I finally said, just, just gas the motor when it goes down as far as it can go and I'm pulling it down, cut that freaking rope and just let her go. And the heck with it. We'll just drag We'll just float around with the wind and see what we can do. You know, uh, never did get them back. And I've heard a couple of other people say that they've actually lost anchors in this cotton picking cove. Apparently, way them boulders around, when that anchor goes down up and uh, locks underneath it, you ain't getting it back. getting it back. Because if you try to pull it backwards the way it went in, then it turns up this way. So it's uh -huh. grabbing that boulder. It don't matter which way you pull yeah. it. You've got, you've got an anchor eater down there at the bottom of there. That's right. Thank you for the super chat. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your name because I have no idea where to start with that. But Tirador Arco. What was that? I would, well, I'm going to guess at it as Tirador Arco. Tirador? That's what I would say. But All right. Thank you so much. If, if I butchered it, I apologize. <laughs> I try not, try not to butcher names. But sometimes it just happens. But we do appreciate every everything you guys do for us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, uh, your daughter, what's her biggest fish? Her biggest fish right now is uh, just shy of 18. She caught that. Uh, it was a, That's a good fish. It was a good fish. And, and she had a blast with that. We caught that one uh, last November. We were anchored up outside of... Uh, Rosa Claire, Illinois, on the Ohio River, and it's just just me and her spending the day out there, you know. And uh, we'd anchored up. I was letting her reel the fish in, and and she'd caught one that was just shy of ten, and she got pretty excited over it. And uh, next thing you know, we we she and I were sitting there watching this fish bite. He's just slowly pulling that rod tip down, and it popped back up, and and he probably bit for five or six minutes before he finally decided to take it. And I just, with, with her, it's with her, for me, it's easy just to leave the rod in the rod holder, let her stand right there at it. You know, then that thing, she don't have to worry about trying to keep that rod up or nothing. She just sits there, cranks it in and she, uh, she trash talked the fish the whole time as she's reeling it in. And, and, uh, she, she's got her father's Irish temper. So she comes by it naturally. And Hey, but she was she was proud of it, and the smile on their face yep. is—you it, it, cannot put a price on that. But at the same time, when they fight that fish and it gets off right at the boat, the tears will flow. It breaks your heart because you know how it feels. Uh, but just prepare because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yep. And. Uh, uh, computer's trying to restart. Hold up. Yes, says his name is Al. I hope I can remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier for me to deal with. Thank you, Al. Yes. See, Junior, Junior Proctor's got a question. I just noticed it in chat. Said, what type of rod and reel you use in line, mono, or braid? Junior, I, uh, for the most part, I use Tangled with Catfish Extreme casting rods. And, uh, most of those are rigged up with a Bass Pro Cat Max reel. Uh, 
when I'm suspend drifting, I've got a few of the Okuma line counters. I like to use them. I use braid as my main line 90% of the time. If, if I'm fishing from the boat, I've got braid on and it's, it's usually, usually 50 pound cast King superpower. And, uh, of course, I always use a, about a 50 pound monofilament leader to attach my hook. I don't ever, uh, attach a hook straight to that braid, but that's, that's, that's my go-to setup. There is the, those tangled with catfish extremes. They, you know, they've been around a long time and they catch good fish. So. Well, Jeremy Beecham said he lost anchor because he decided to throw it off the back of his boat with a short rope and the other end not tied to the boat. <laughs> that will do it. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would do it. That will do it. I seen a guy, I'm speaking of that, and this is really, really funny, but, you know, everybody buys cast nets and usually try to buy something that's affordable but works yeah. good because you know you're going to end up losing it, tearing it up. Yeah. He paid like $180 for this thing 20 years ago when nobody paid over 15, 20 bucks for one. It was an eight or 10 footer. And he, he tried to show me, he puts the thing in his mouth and all that. And I never could do that. And we was at a tournament up north on the Mississippi River. And he said, You got any bait? I said, No. He said, Man, Come on, jump my boat up. We'll go over here. We'll get some bait. And there was three or four other guys headed over there. And he wanted to show these guys how great this, this net was. He forgot to put that thing around his wrist. And he gave her a sling. And it just popped out there perfect and sunk. And so did the end of the rope. Oh, um, no. And he looked at me, and I am dying. And he said, what the hell are you laughing? I said, well, what do you think I'm laughing at? Or stuff, stuff like that's funny when it happened to somebody else. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, tried to throw for that, and they finally got it. By the time he got it up off the bottom, it was just ripped to pieces. KB uh, wants to know how you like the Cat Max reels. You know, I, I, I like them, but there is uh, – it's good that the parts are cheap for them. Uh, the level wine, I, about once or twice a year, I end up having to fix the level wine on maybe one of them. But uh, you call up that number there at Bass Pro in Springfield, and the the lady that answers the phone out there, I always just tell her, I'm like, hey, this is what I need, and give her the part numbers. And when, whenever I make an order, I order five or six. Of them. Yeah, just so I have them on hand. And you think that just the parts are not hardened enough to to withstand the punishment or well the the it what usually goes out on mine is that idler gear for the level wind and that's a nylon gear so i mean right. it, it, it's it's going to wear faster than anything else in there so. right that's exactly right I mean, a, why do they do that Save money somewhere, but well, I know, but brass is not that much more expensive. I can't imagine. No, it's it surely, surely not. But they, uh, now I did a, I did a video series, uh, at the first part of 2019, I guess it was, I did, it was a three, ended up being a three part video because I didn't want to have something sitting out there. that was like, you know, hour and a half long, but, uh, I, in, in that video, it's three video series. It's on my channel. I do a complete teardown, cleaning, and reassembly of a Bass Pro Cat Max reel because I know there's a lot of people that use those. Right. And, and it really goes through. And I've had, you know, I don't 
take them apart all the time. I've had to go back and watch my own video and go, okay, yeah, that's where that goes. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want to put it, but you don't want to put it back wrong and get out all the water. And you know, that would be yes. the time that I lose a fish of a lifetime. I'll have something. Silly. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm, before each rod goes out of my boat and gets cast, I run my hand up my leaders. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I tie new leaders on, but, and yeah. then I run my hand up at least 10 foot of that line before it ever gets cast the first time. Cause I'm like you, Josh, the one that's going to break is the one that I need that I, the fish yeah, I wanted to brag for, you know, we were, uh, my buddy Heath and I were anchored up, uh, back in February on a, on a, about a 30 foot flat there on the Mississippi, North of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And, uh, We'd been anchored up, hadn't really seen a whole lot of action. And we had, it was one of his rods that kind of ticked a couple of times. And we're, of course, both of us are on point, like a couple of dogs, you know, because we hadn't had nothing moving. And that rod slammed down. And as soon as it slammed down, it come back up. And I said, like, what the world's going on there? And he, we let it sit a, a minute or two. And I said, well, you better check your bait, see if he's got anything. And he must have had something going on with his swivel. Because that that eye on that swivel had pulled out, looked like egg shaped and and broken, and who knows how long he'd had that swivel tied on that on that line. But you know, we don't know what we don't know how big that fish was that that hit that, but something broke a brass swivel too. So, wow. Mm. Well, yeah, you never know. And a plus, like y'all, you use braid. Lyle uses braid. You really do need to use good quality swivels. Yes. Because yeah. they take some punishment. They do. They really do. They, they get a hurt put on. They, they really do. I, I've, I know this is, has nothing to do with that kind of stuff, but years ago for either my birthday or Christmas or something like that, my brother gave me <clears> a <throat> pair of stainless steel pliers that had cutters on them. Of course, they didn't work. They worked good on mono. They didn't work on, on right. braid. Uh, but they was great for getting fish hooks out. They had a long curly Q uh, lanyard type thing on them, so you didn't lose them over the side of the boat and all the and come with a sheath and stuff. Of course, I had lost all of that as time went on, but I used them for years. And one of the plastic pieces come off of the one side of them, and I kept using them. Well, now the cutter is missing off of them, and I would I don't know does Bass Pro still make those things? Ooh. Uh, he must have done this 15, 20 years ago, and I've had him all this time. And a lot of times he gives me stuff, and I'll never use it. But I use this, and now I want another pair. Because they're just Well, Josh, you ever thought about learning to bout, I mean, what Doc and Aunt Doc and Lyle and all of them talk about bumping for catfishing. Do you do any of the bumping or? Oh, I, 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 li I like it. I've, uh, I haven't been able to do the whole heck of a lot. Just, uh, but we go at least once a year, we go with Captain Ben Gable and, uh, it's, uh, we've been going with him four years now. We go out on, on the river and my mother goes with me. And, uh, the, the first, the first time I booked a trip, I, had a buddy of mine. I had asked if he wanted to go with me, and because you know the trips, one or two people, you know, same price, and and he he backed out. And I asked mom if she if she would think about going, and she went. She reluctantly went, and uh, 
we got back in the, we got back in Ben's truck to come back after that trip was over. And she's like, well, we're going to do this every year. You know, she was, she, she loves it. And, and she, she set her personal best last year at 42 pounds, something like that. So right. but, uh, I, I do enjoy getting out and, and bumping. Uh, I bumped for the first time on the Ohio river this year. I'd never, I had tried to get, get that going a couple of times. I just couldn't, uh, couldn't seem to get it right and was able to uh, finally get the hang of it out there. And Miles laughing at something there. It must be uh, something. K and B is all over me tonight. I've been nothing but nice to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, your dad said, mom got a 42 pounder. Mom got a 42 pounder. And then I had to turn around and beat her in December. Cause she was ahead of me for, for <laughs> from, from July through December. She was, uh, she had the big fish. So. Well, that's good quality time, good quality memories made that, you know. We we love it. She we, she has a blast every year, and we do. And and I, I tell you what, I, I enjoy going out. We go out with Ben, at, like I said, every year. And it's nice to spend a day on the water that I'm not responsible for running the boat. I can, just, I can just fish. And I do that. That's nice. You know, which, which is fun to do sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely is. Yeah. Well, we're running uh, on just over an hour, Josh. We can't thank you. Time flew. Yeah, it did. It we it really did, and and thank you so much for coming on the show with us tonight and sharing your experiences and telling us about the stuff that you do and how you do them. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your videos and your contact information if they have questions to ask you? All right, guys. Uh. uh you can find me on, on YouTube, of course, at uh, it's youtube.com slash the weekend angler, all one word. And uh, if you search the weekend angler on YouTube, you're, you're going to, you're going to come across one of my videos for sure. Uh, in the description of all my videos, I do put the uh, other social media links. I've got a, a Facebook page and uh, Twitter. I don't quite understand the whole Twitter thing. I, I, I don't use it as much as I've, probably should if I wanted to make it work, but I get on there every once in a while, but between Facebook and YouTube, I'm pretty easy to get a, pretty easy to get a hold of and, and, uh, try to try to get videos out about once a week. I've been started, a started a new segment about a month ago, uh, just making sh it's called short tip Saturday. And it, it is a short five minute round five minute video. And it's, it covers just the basics. You know, I might, uh, this past week I covered tying a Carolina or a Sandy Cooper rig and it's, you know, the, the experience, the experienced people, they may not get a whole lot out of it, but, but somebody starting out, you know, that's, it's, it's something that I'm trying to explain stuff that, you know, it might've took me a little while to learn and anything like that. So. Well, and they are, we do have a lot of new faces coming in. There's a lot of kids that watch, some of these videos, they love YouTube. So there's a lot of kids watching that maybe not getting the fish right now, but they're gaining that knowledge. That's why I try to, anything that I put out, I make sure that it is kid friendly. That is something that they can learn from because, Absolutely. you know, we have grandkids that watch, you got youngest. And as long as we can influence them in the right direction, then we, we are accomplishing our goals. Uh, that's the truth. And that, that's one of the things I, you know, 
I make it a point on all my videos to try to keep the, you know, keep the language family friendly. If, you know, we're all going to slip up every once in a while, but it either gets, it either falls down and ends up on the editing room floor or, you know, if, if, it, if it has to be in there, it's going to get the, the old TV bleep put over it. But, uh, but I don't, there's, there's no foul language or anything like that on, uh, on my videos. I try to keep it kid friendly. And, uh, but even, even experienced anglers, Josh, can learn from newcomers to the fishing world simply because we get into, I, I ain't going to say tunnel vision, but we get in our same old routines mm -hmm. that has worked for years and maybe not think about the days something new that's coming along that might totally change the way we've been fishing. Oh, definitely, definitely. There's there's always something coming out, and you know we none of none of us know everything, and I don't I don't claim to know everything at all. But uh, and these younger guys can pick up on this electronic stuff so much faster than some of us older guys. And K and B, you don't have to comment on that. You and Dockery, you can just leave that. <laughs> Amazon catfishing. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. South Outdoors has been tearing up the fish on the Mississippi River South. We're looking forward to some more of your videos, too. Yes. Uh, JP3, I don't think it's crayons that he's that he's uh, <laughs> playing with. I think he's smoking something strange. Just <laughs> he's probably JP3. eating him crayons. Yeah, he might be. JP3 is getting bleeped in chat, it looks like. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's eating crayons. He's one of them, you know. He uh, they had to put a helmet on him to keep him from licking the windows on the short bus. Absolutely, you know, <laughs> we got a lot of new people in here. Your dad said, "Not me, Josh." Uh, <laughs> outside with the haze. Thanks for watching. We had a great show tonight. We had a lot of new folks in here. We got a lot of the guys that are in here every week, and we appreciate you guys yes. so much more than you, more than we can tell you really. But um, I'm going to mention something that we're coming up on um, on our Facebook page to where we're going to have 8,000 uh, likes, which is, to me, that's a huge number. When we get to 10,000, we're going to give away a Black Horse bumping rod. Oh, there you go. And we're also coming way up on YouTube to when we get to 5,000 subscribers and we're not that far off. I don't know exactly where we're at now. We're at 4,370 something. Yeah. When we get to uh, 5,000, we're going to give away a, a, a rod just like the one Cindy and I uses in the boat. So that is awesome. That is awesome. Keep that in mind when you share our, our stuff out so people can watch us. We appreciate all the thumbs up and, uh, be sure to subscribe to Catfish Weekly and like us on our Facebook page. Josh, again, it was a great show. We appreciate so much having you on here. We're, we're going to have to do it again. Uh, when it's Absolutely. For you and us, and, and I appreciate everything you do with your videos and stuff. You know, I watch every one of them. I know. I've, I've noticed you, you. You tend to comment pretty quick whenever it uh, whenever they drop. So I'm like, well, I've got a little bell hit on me. So. Well, if somebody, you know, I lost Hagen for a while, uh, and I would catch him when I'd see him running on there, and I, I, I subscribed, and I, I hit the notification bell, but sometimes YouTube will drop that. And yes, it will. Yes. 
And I went in there and changed it again. And so far, I don't think I've missed any of Hagen's for a while, but it happens. Uh, and, and it does, but I want to see all the new ones. And I noticed Kentucky catfishing was in here. Another young yeah. mm -hmm. doing some YouTube videos, doing really good. And every time I see one, it seems like they get it. There is, cool. there is definitely no shortage of good, very good catfishing content. I agree. Right we talked about that before. I mean, the, the you can't go to TV and find much catfish stuff, really. No, uh, it's, it, this is our outlet for it here. Yeah, Chris has got a show, but as he's the only one. And the rest of them, they do segments of this and segments of that or something that I'm not interested. This is the outlet for, for catfish content yeah. is YouTube, and you can watch all of it you want, and you can go back 10 years and find content that I promise you you haven't seen. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. And some of it's good. Yeah. Some of it's yeah. good. But, again, thank you so much for your stuff. I I, I – Hate it that your wife didn't come in there, but I understand how nights and things go. Uh, she's she's floating around a little bit, but uh, she she's been keeping uh, keeping Caitlin under wraps, I think, so that oh, she yeah. didn't come in. And you know what? We love swimming kids. We really do. I've got grandkids, and every once in a while they're over here when we're doing something, and and we come one one night they was over here visiting, and I don't remember. It might have been for Christmas last year or the year before, and they wanted to go live. And we just fired her up and we went live and wished everybody right. a Merry Christmas with my grandkids in here. And that was kind of kind of cool, too. So, uh, you know, if they want to do that and they're not camera shy, heck yeah, man, let her rip. Oh, definitely. Yes. Keep her in your videos. We'll, we'll always watch that. Oh, she, she, she loves to be in them. She'll ham it up for the camera a little bit. That's okay. There you go. That's good. That's good. But uh, Lyle and James, thank you so much for having me on here. It's, it's definitely been an honor. Uh, Lyle, I was floored whenever you asked me to uh, to be on here. I was, you know, it just, I don't know, I, what, totally unexpected to be asked, but I, I definitely appreciate it. It is definitely an honor to be on Catfish Weekly. So, well, thank honors you. all ours, buddy. It, it, it is. You, you do a great job with the things you do. I've been totally impressed with all the stuff that I've seen come from you, and I look forward to it in the future. And let's get together next year and do another one. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. This right here is just like, just like a bunch of friends hanging out on the on the lake fishing, talking junk, having fun, mm -hmm. discussing a little bit about tackle, and discussing a little bit about fish, and discussing a little bit about life. What better does it get? Thank you, Josh. Throw throw in aggravating James Dockery a little bit, and we've got it. <laughs> well, you've got James Dockery and K and B been on me all night, and that's the way it's supposed to be because we have a good time with it. There we yes, go. Yes, sir. There we go. Josh, I enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us, buddy. Appreciate everybody watching tonight.